0: This is The Score Podcast. Up next on The Score Podcast, an amazing rebound for credit card issuers as the pandemic crawls to an end. But have they gone too far and taken on too much risk? I'm Jeff Richardson, host of The Score Podcast. According to TransUnion, a record 196 million Americans held cards at the end of 2021 and the number of new cards hit an all-time high of over 20 million. Some 9 million of those new cards went to non-prime borrowers, in other words, those with poor or fair credit. This begs the question, is this an indication of a healthy consumer credit marketplace, or are credit card issuers stretching into riskier segments in search of new customers? Today, I'm joined by someone I know quite well, my amazing colleague, Emery Schainger. Senior Vice President for Predictive Analytics Research and Product Management. Emery and his team collect and analyze the most up-to-date data on these types of trends, so we're in good hands. Emery, I know you're busy, so thanks for joining the podcast today on such short notice. Hi, Jeff. Happy to be here. So what are the general trends you're seeing in the data, and are there some products and sectors that you're paying a little closer attention to?
1: Indeed, it's a very interesting dynamic we've been observing post-pandemic. Now we're almost two years into the pandemic, we've seen credit scores to be fairly stable since last spring. They've been hovering around 695, 696 on the Vantage Score 4 scale, and they're certainly higher compared to pre-pandemic levels by about 10, 15 points. We've seen delinquency levels remaining well below pre-pandemic levels in almost all segments, and credit activity, which was muted during the earlier months of the pandemic for a number of these products have been certainly bouncing back. In all of that, we've been paying particular attention to what's been happening with credit cards and other unsecured lending products. And you're absolutely right. We are really seeing some strong rebound in credit cards as well as unsecured personal loans. But we also note that new credit card openings are particularly strong in case of subprime consumers and to some degree in the near prime consumers. So certainly on the relatively higher risk range of the risk spectrum. One point I will also mention is that we see that Gen Zers who tend to have lower credit scores are opening more accounts compared to older age groups. The data suggests that the average credit card balances for Gen Z consumers are up by nearly 20% year over year and up by about 5% compared to pre-pandemic levels. So there seems to be an interesting story developing here. So that's interesting. Overall, things
0: look pretty rosy, but some consumers in certain segments showing some stress. There's a lot of conversation about a K-shaped recovery or inflation having an impact on consumers. Is this playing a part of uh, the uptick in apparent financial
1: stress? The way I think about it is that on one hand, you are seeing credit supply increasing pretty significantly. We know that in the early part of the pandemic, there was a significant pullback from the lenders. They tightened their underwriting, becoming much more selective. And we see that as time progressed and the economic activity rebounded, we've seen a reversal. And it looks like lenders have opened up their underwriting and have been increasingly going after higher risk segments. That's likely a sign of optimism and lenders chasing really higher margin accounts here. But if you look at on the other side of the picture, while overall levels of risk remain low, there are consumer segments where there are some potential signs of distress. And when we look across different products, it is not surprising that younger consumers and lower income consumers are higher risk. But for these higher risk groups, the delinquency levels may be trending a little bit higher compared to other groups.
0: Well, not to focus on the bad more than the good, but during the pandemic, we saw a lot of loans receive accommodations and forbearances. So how are those trends looking? And as some of these accommodations end, do you think there could be further impact on credit performance?
1: Yeah, it's certainly true that we have seen unprecedented levels of accommodation activity. When I look back at early months of the pandemic, in certain asset classes, those accommodations still remain in place. Student loans, for example, about 85% of all student loans are still in deferment until at least May 2022. And similarly, on the mortgage side, although the number of loans that have been in forbearance have come down, there is still a good number of consumers who remain in a forbearance situation on their mortgage. So the big question is really what happens when these accommodations expire. The question then becomes, what will that additional monthly payment burden do to what seems to be an increasing risk situation for these consumers?
0: So still some uncertainty out there. And I guess if you were to put your credit policy hat back on for a second, what steps would you be taking
1: if you were working for a lending institution, given some of these signals? It is very important to really dive deeper into the numbers and go beyond what the top level metrics might be suggesting. So as risk managers, as credit policy people, we all need to sharpen our pencils and identify and drill down on our critical segment exposures. Uh, It's important to de-average key performance metrics and get deeper insights on differential performance. That may be in the form of looking at different product channels, different geographies, different age and income groups, and different behavioral segments, and really fine-tune our expectations. I think it will be also very important to have the appropriate level of granularity in how we're setting up our risk monitoring systems so that we can isolate these differences across segments. So making sure that we have the best tools and best data available to allow for this type of a segmentation and separation of risk, in my mind, is going to be important. It's great that overall there is a level of optimism in the environment, but we risk people are typically uh, very skeptical, and it's good to maintain that level of skepticism and really look at some of these trends closer to really timely identify where things might be developing.
0: Those are great takeaways for lenders in particular. Emray, really appreciate it. And let's do this again when the next month, I guess that'll be February 2022, when that data's is in and, and see if things are getting better or worse. And we'll talk to you then. Sounds good, Jeff. Great talking with you. So there you have it. The freshest data we have from the man with his finger on the pulse. The net-net is that overall, credit card risk remains at historic lows, but there are signs that some consumers are beginning to show distress. These areas can be the proverbial canary in the coal mine. For most lenders, it's an area to keep an eye on and perhaps an area to dig into a little further for examination. But for others, their exposure to these segments can mean it's time to adjust credit policies. So we'll visit with Emery again as the data streams in and shines a light on what's to come. And thanks for listening to The Score. I look forward to our next discussion. The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Vantage Solutions. Visit VantageScore.com
1: to learn more.